0: Welcome to Chat About, sponsored today by the Bemidji Chrysler Center, Beltrami Electric, and Higgins Heating, Air Conditioning, and Refrigeration. This is the time of year we make those resolutions that we're going to eat better, we're going to exercise, we're going to be healthy. Alicia Vandenhuvel, the lead dietitian from Sanford Health, is here to answer our questions. On, can it be done easily? Probably not, but it's probably not as bad as you think either. We'll find out from Alicia on Chat About. Alicia, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: Well, we are in that time of year where we make our New Year's resolutions, and a lot of times people want to eat better and be healthy, and, you know, that doesn't sound like fun at all, Alicia.
1: No, it, when you put it that way, yeah. it does not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but eating healthy, obviously, is is, is pretty important. Um, and, of course, eating healthy means different things for different people and different conditions, Right.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm.
0: So talk a little bit about, as a lead dietitian, what you're looking at when people come in for some help.
1: Yeah, so what I kind of look at is where are you right now? What, you know, where are your goals? Where can we align your goals? And then, what you know type of medical history do you have, so we can make a plan that fits with what you have going on right now? Um, so we take a few different things into consideration when we're trying to get somebody set up with a plan that's right for them.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, how, you know, how often uh, is it people just deciding to take control, and how often is it referrals based on conditions people have?
1: Yeah, most of the time, it's referrals from their primary care or if they're seeing a specialist, it just kind of depends. Sometimes people just decide, you know, now's the time, I'm ready to do this, and then they ask for a referral from their doctor, and that's uh, essentially to help with that insurance coverage. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So lead dietitian, I mean, I I think I have a fairly good idea what that (laughs) might mean, but uh, just kind of describe what it is you do, um, the types of things you study to, to become a dietitian.
1: Yeah, so it, there's a couple of different ways to become a dietitian. There are two different programs. One's a coordinated and one's called a didactic program. And so, uh, one, you do all of your internship hours, you're seeing patients, things like that, at the same time you're doing schooling. And then the other one is the didactic program where you're doing all of your schooling first, and then you go on to your internship hours and get all of that um, recorded and documented and then you get to take your exam so it's it's a it's a lot of different things depending on where people go to school but essentially you're learning food science um, organic chemistry biochemistry anatomy um, a lot of science classes that's for sure so if that's something people are interested in I would take that into account Mm
0: -hmm. is there a specific issue that that you see the most
1: um as far as
0: a, a, a condition yeah. that yeah.
1: Yeah, um I would say obesity and diabetes are probably our biggest conditions that we see in the clinic and hospital.
0: Mhm. And often I mean does that go hand in hand often? Yes. Okay. Yep,
1: definitely. Mhm.
0: So talk a little bit about uh, about that particularly the the diabetes aspect of it
1: yeah so um I would say uh, you know over half of the patients that I see have diabetes, whether it's um, type one or type two there's two different two different kinds um, but really, all of it you know requires a team to come together, so we work really closely with um primary care. We have an endocrinologist here. We also have a diabetes education team that specifically works um, with patients with diabetes. So we can tailor your medications, your diet plan, maybe you're on insulin or you need an insulin pump. Um, All of those things come together and uh, without a team it it would be a little bit difficult to do. So we're very fortunate we have that here in Bemidji.
0: Okay. Um, talk about the differences between type one and type two diabetes, please.
1: Sure. So, type two diabetes um, is probably the most common one. Um, are you looking for more? In depth.
0: Well, I mean, I, I I think I understand that type one <laughs> is is uh, a. Um, yeah. I don't Where know your pancreas? To, yep. Right. So type
1: one. Yep. Your pancreas uh, does not make insulin. So your, your body's immune system is going after what's, what are called islet cells in your pancreas. And then in type 2, your pancreas makes less insulin than what you're used to. So your body becomes resistant to that insulin. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and type 1, I mean, it's kind of, it's chronic and you're, you, most people who have type 1 are born with it, correct?
1: Um yeah or there's like a very strong family history of that. I mean type two you could have a strong family history as well, but yeah, often um there's you see you know children with type one um or it it's something you know later in life twenties thirties um you you end up developing your pancreas finally is done making any insulin so yeah,
0: and and we talked about um, obesity being a factor in that, uh, and and I, I'm assuming dietary choices as far as D, um, type two can be a factor. Yep.
1: Yes. Yeah. So obesity and diabetes, heart disease, kidney disease—they all kind of make this, you know, circle. So you're a higher risk for type two diabetes with that obesity um, being part of one of your diagnoses too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So healthy eating, staying active, staying moving, keeping your weight in check, that type of thing helps a lot. Um, there, there is, you know, pre-diabetes, which you're not quite at type two diabetes yet. And we do see, see that as well. So if we can catch it early enough, we can hopefully prevent that progression into that type two.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, When we're talking about that, whether it be type 1 or type 2, what kind of dietary changes are we looking at?
1: Yeah. So I tell people <laughs> when they come in, you know, the type of the type of plan that we're gonna go over is really something that we all should be doing. Um, not that I necessarily want somebody without diabetes to be focused on carbohydrate counting, but really it's a whole plate approach. So a quarter of your plate's gonna be, you know, a protein food and a quarter is gonna be a carbohydrate food. So, you know, rice, noodles, bread, maybe it's a starchy vegetable like corn. Or winter squash, or something like that, and then half of your plate should really be those non-starchy vegetables. So think, you know, salad, cucumbers, rice, um, any of that type of stuff. Tomatoes, you can, you know, find a find a way to enjoy those foods. But making them half of your plate that gives you a really good boost of fiber as well, and that keeps you fuller longer. So it's kind of got. Uh, two things that it's doing for you it's keeping you full and it's keeping you getting some really good nutrients too
0: mm-hmm. alicia vanden Heuvel is the lead dietitian at sanford health we are talking about eating well it is the new year we can make that resolution so let's just talk general um yeah. you know um, no conditions necessarily just trying to live a healthy life what yeah. what does a healthy diet look like in that situation
1: yeah, so we really, if you really think about back back in the day when we had the food pyramid and all that stuff, it's, it's kind of evolved now into what's called MyPlate. Uh, but really it's, you know, the old um, get your fruits and vegetables in, which is really hard to do. So focusing on some of that stuff, maybe you don't eat any fruits and vegetables right now. So when you come to see us, we're going to, you know, we're going to go into that. We're going to evaluate that and then see what we can start. Maybe we start with you getting one fruit and one vegetable a day, and that's our goal. So we want to make sure we're getting our fruits and vegetables, not only for the fiber, but there's really good nutrients in there. And then we want to focus on some lean proteins, too. Um, Carbohydrate foods are great because that's what your body runs on, but we want to choose, you know, whole grains when we can. That gives you some extra fiber and nutrients too. So we want to combine all of those foods together. I wish I had a plate I could show you. Um, So protein, fiber, complex carbohydrates, the whole grains. We want to include all of that stuff, and all of those things together keep you fuller longer so you're not as tempted to, you know, snack, Um, eating breakfast is another really important thing because the longer you go without eating, um, the more hungry you're going to be at that next meal. And it might lead to cravings, energy crashes, uh, moodiness. Some people, you know, talk about being hangry. You get that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and so it can also lead to you maybe not making as, great of a choice at your next meal because you're having all of those those things happen right at that time so being consistent with your intake throughout the day is is helpful too
0: okay well i you know also we always get these uh here at the at the station uh, we always get these features and when, when it comes time for thanksgiving to eating or yeah. super bowl parties that uh, rather than have those you know chicken drummies you you should have carrots and it's like, <laughs> come on, man
1: <laughs> I would say, you know, be easy on yourself. We're human beings. This, the Super Bowl comes one time a year. if If that's you know the one time you're you're having that stuff, then you know, enjoy it, go for it. You know, we only have one life kind of a thing. Um, where the problem comes in is when it becomes an all the time um you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm eating chicken wings all the time. That's when it becomes a problem, when it's a habit. So if you're doing really good most of the time, you have Super Bowl roll around and you want to have a treat and really, you know, kind of indulge, then by all means, you know, indulge and then get back get back on the wagon the next day.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there anything that, that actually isn't very good for you that a lot of people think is good for you?
1: Um, one of the things that, Comes to my mind would be there's a lot of like the detoxes and cleanses out there. Um, If your body's functioning well, you have a functioning gut and liver and kidneys, you don't really need those detox things. And it's not that it's going to be unhealthy for you, but it's just it's kind of a waste of money um, as well. So I see a lot of that after the new year. A lot of these kind of gimmicky type um, diets and 30-day challenges with food and things like that. Um, so it's it's easy to get sucked into that stuff.
0: But okay, yeah. Conversely, is there anything that most people are surprised to find out is actually pretty good for you?
1: Yeah, you know, carbohydrates, carbo, carb foods, um, people come in thinking they have to get rid of all of all of these carbohydrate foods, you know, whether it's rice or bread or whatever. And really, that's what your body and your brain are running on. Um, it's just the portion control piece that most people have to work on. So that I hear that a lot. Oh, I didn't know I could have carbohydrate foods. Well, yes, you can. We just have to be, you know, mindful about it. Mm-hmm.
0: And and you know certain things um, go through different processes of popularity, and and yep. I know like you know uh, when I was growing up, I heard about the incredible ed- edible egg, and then I heard, no, you can't have eggs; it's bad for your <laughs> cholesterol. And now eggs are sexy again. So I
1: know, I know, <laughs> <laughs> nutrition is always changing. That's one of the fun things about it. You gotta keep, you gotta stay on top of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, again, uh, before we wrap it up. Um, if people are taking a look at the scale and saying, "Nope, I, I don't like that number," um, before they even you know maybe make an appointment, go talk to their doctor. What's something they can start right now that that's pretty easy to do and is going to make is going to help them immediately?
1: Yeah, I would do if. If you're a big beverage person, I would do a beverage audit. I would kind of even do a day or two of your meal tracking and see what you're doing. Um, Most often... You don't really think about what you're doing or what you're eating. You just do. So when we have people sit down and, you know, track their intake for one or two days and they look at it, it's kind of an eye-opener. So I would start with that and kind of see where you're actually at. And you can pretty easily identify if you eat zero, you know, fruits, vegetables or anything like that just by by a quick audit. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I know, uh, you know, reading up on, you know, staying healthy and things like that, and, and you, you read up about working out and exercising, and they say you, you got to do that, obviously. But yeah. it, it's really, it's 20% exercise, and it's 80% um, food.
1: Yeah, and it's it's hard if you're not used to moving, um we talk about this all the time don't start you know thinking you're going to run a marathon or you're going to (laughs) run 30 minutes seven days a week you know start with one day one day I'm going to do 10 minutes of walking or something you know a, a goal that's achievable so you know start small and build from that I think we you know people in general we start with these grand ideas and then we can't meet those goals so starting with something that you can achieve is really important too
0: and again, Alicia, before we wrap it up, if yeah. people want to get some advice, some help from, from you as a dietician, um, either uh, the main thing for them, if, the, if it's not a chronic issue where they're going to automatically get a referral, you, yep. you talk to your, your doc about that?
1: Yep. I would talk to your doctor. I would also, if you have the ability to call your insurance and check with them and see, you know, what's covered. I mean, you can certainly pay out of pocket, but it's, it's nicer if, you know, you can get some insurance coverage too. So I would definitely call insurance and see what they cover for medical nutrition therapy. And then yeah, get that referral from your primary care.
0: Alicia Vandenhuvel is the lead dietitian at Sanford Health talking with us today. It is January. I guess it's the time we think about that and maybe maybe this is the time we do it. Alicia, great having you on the show today. Thanks for the information. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Chatabout has been sponsored by Higgins Heating, Air Conditioning, and Refrigeration, Beltrami Electric Cooperative, and the Bemidji Chrysler Center, Honda of Bemidji. Tomorrow on Chatabout, E-Cube becomes a weekend and a partnership with the Bemidji Symphony Orchestra. We'll hear from Lee Furseth, the Executive Director of the Headwaters Science Center, the more or less creator of E-Cube, Julie Bankson, and the Executive Director from the Bemidji Symphony Orchestra, Katie Lutz. That's tomorrow on Chat About. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for being here today.